When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined this week once again on the phone by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello, buddy. What's How going on in Doolan Town? Doolan Town is good. The, the people of Doolan Town are strong. Their, their natural resources are plentiful. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm good, is what I'm saying. <laughs> fine, how are you? How's Dave yeah. Town? Yeah, uh, everything's fine on my side. It's, uh, we've got the builders coming in on Monday. That's not a euphemism, like having the painters in, is it? <laughs> no. For an no. even more volatile <laughs> time yeah. of the month. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, we've got the, the doing the bathroom for us. Mm. So, uh, what are you having done? Talk us through it. Oh well, we're having the the existing bathroom suite torn out, and yep. we're going to put uh, a new bathroom suite in. Just, uh, I, I wanted it to be exciting, like having a wet room and a, a plunge pool and all the rest of it. And then I remembered that I am not rich, so I can't. Yeah, you don't know who wants a wet room anyway. It sounds horrible. <laughs> It's, it's quite nice. Just leave you the know. taps on. Yeah. It'll, it'll yeah, get yeah. wet soon enough. Oh, that's something that, that, that my wife did. She left the tap running in the basement, the hot tap running in the basement. So um, we didn't have any hot water because the boiler was like exhausted from doing all of the. Jesus. Yeah. So you got a basement had... as well. Oh, yeah. It's fully tanked and all. You're a regular Joseph Fritzel. <laughs> But yeah, everything up here is all right. We're um, all all excited about uh, everything. It's good. Good. It's good, it's good, it's good. good. And now to take any optimism out. Did you see the game on Saturday? I did. It was fucking brilliant. It was a good game. It was just... See, I don't know if... Because part of me doesn't... Well, a lot of me doesn't want Liverpool to win the league. And I think that is shared amongst quite a few fans of quite a few clubs. But there was there was an incredible atmosphere. Um, like it's, it's hard to tell when it, you know when it's coming through coming through the speakers, but it was just electric. And I, think, I think it. The Premier League need to look at that game and think we need people to be more pissed. <laughs> To get a real atmosphere <laughs> in the crowd, <laughs> just like well, a couple of tins on every seat. Well, the Leicester chairman used to do that on his birthday, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. I'm sure Mike Ashley would be up for that. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a giving man. Yeah, but it was. I mean, we were up for it from the off, and just just the electric pace throughout. And there were so many, I mean, so many battles going on all the way across the pitch that. I honestly w- was expecting to be overawed by by Liverpool's you know plethora of stars. Well, they're the only but, team that have really battered us this season. Yeah, and even though I said I thought we'd win, 
I think really what I meant is I thought they'd batter us, so I'm actually pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I think I think we gave a really good account of ourselves. Cause yeah. I, I don't think it was. I mean, if you just purely looking at the stats, um, it they didn't. You know, it wasn't like thirty shots to two, and our two happened to go in. It was. You know, we had more shots on. Um, mm. We had more shots than they did. We had more we had, XG. <laughs> Unheard did. of for a change, and um, we had, you know, uh, we had more shots on target than they did. We had, you know, seven shots on target to their four. We had more fans than they brought. Yeah, we did. Um, we hit the woodwork. I mean, Jesus, that that would have been an absolute worldie from mm. Perez. It was fantastic play. It was great to see that he was playing because. I was really worried that Rondon would be completely, you know, isolated up top. But um, Perez and you know, Rondon, I think, were both amazing. Yeah, really superb. I thought Atsu had a really good game. He's been sort. He's been slowly getting better. You've sort of felt he's never going to score, and now it'd be interesting. It's a shame we've only got one game left. It'd be interesting to see what would happen to him at any other time of the season, getting that goal. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's slowly been getting better. He's well ahead of Kennedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Muto. But then, frankly, I'm closer to a first yeah. spot than Muto is. I thought the just to run through the game very very quickly. It was um, shocking defending for um, their opener. Uh, yes. Van Dyke completely unmarked in the six yard box. That's thing. Not even so, unmarked in an unusual position to be in a corner, but in the middle of the box. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he was, uh, LaSalle's man. Um, but the way that they, the way that Liverpool set up, um, bunched up on the, on the edge of the box, Van Dyke went right. LaSalle's went left. And then as the ball was coming in, LaSalle's picked up another man and was defending the other man. And Van Dyke, who, mm who I don't know if you heard, is quite highly rated. Well, we um, could have signed him twice and chose not to. Another one I mean, that slipped through. is probably, I think we'd have got him for about 10 million. Probably. It was when Southampton were after him. I can't remember how much they spent getting him from Celtic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I, I but he wouldn't the, be here now, even if we had no, signed him. No, so it's no. moot, it, really. Yeah. Definitely. Um, to go on to our, our equaliser, Christian Atsu's um, goal. By the letter of the law, it's not a red card because the referee, because we scored from from that chance. Yeah, so, this is the interesting thing. Would you rather have had Atsu miss and a penalty and a red card or the goal and a yellow? Oh, uh, oh, well, that's one thing. Alexander Arnold did not even get a yellow card. Yeah. Um, the would I rather? Yes, I definitely want ten men. Well, I definitely want Liverpool to be playing with ten men and the opportunity from the penalty spot to equalise. Because I think if it was just a red card, I think Liverpool could have defended against our attack for the the you know seventy minutes that were left on the clock. I think they could have, and they they could have eked out a, a one nil win. But a red card to arguably not their most dangerous player, but certainly one of the most um, most reliable sources of one of the uh, ones ammunition. most sort of valuable to their way of playing as well. Yeah, you, he, Alexander Arnold goes off. Richie puts away the penalty. It's now one one. Liverpool have to win. Although Richie putting away the penalty, let's remember from this season, isn't a foregone conclusion. It's not a foregone conclusion, no. But I. But yeah, I think I would have rather. So really, the one time you don't want Atsu to score, and he does. <laughs> he fucking does. Nice yeah. one, Christian. Yeah, <laughs> but he did. I mean, to be to be to give him his his credit, that that he he put it away, great. But he also had a really good game. Um, he was yeah. he was. He was giving them a lot of problems down their left, um, and then um, Mo Salah scores. And I mean, it's a wicked, wicked cross from from Trent Alexander-Arnold, and it's a lovely finish by by Mo Salah. But 
Alexander Arnold, how much would he be in the in the mm. market these days? Like forty five million quid. More than that, I would say. Probably, yeah. And Mo Salah is one of the informed strikers of the last couple of years. Was it just me? I sort of looking at it in real time. I thought Dubravka could have done a bit better. Or am I being harsh? I think in real time you say no. In slow mo, you say yes because. Slow mo yes. always makes <laughs> I think I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. The keeper always looks a bit guilty when it's in in slow mo. Um, then, first time we scored from a from a corner from for a for a, it wasn't a corner, was it? The, from a corner. Well, it's sort of what? Do you mean the Rondon one? Yeah, yeah. I think it had come from a corner and gone out and come back in. Yeah, so that's You couldn't right. really call it from a corner. It's a hell of a finish. Like Rondon's left foot. One, like, he properly put his boot through that. and He's into double figures now for the first time, I think, in his career. In the Premier League, yeah. Mm. It's, his, it's his first time in double figures. and I mean, the two. if you think that's 25 goals, uh, 24 goals, uh, is it? No, 22 goals, sorry, between Rondon and Perez... When you wouldn't say you wouldn't say that they were remarkable up front, they've just been, you know, Perez has gone on that wonderful run. Yeah, they've been really effective. And we come back to a point we've made previously that had Rondon been fit from the start of the season, could we have got some more points on the board from that opening set of fixtures, which were appalling? Yeah. Uh, um, And then Klopp had to change things around because he wasn't getting. You know, we we were very much. I would say we were in the ascendancy. We had a we had a couple of half chances and a couple of opportunities, but that that when it when it was getting to the 80th minute, I thought that there would only be one winner, and I thought it would be us. And then one of the softest free kicks oh. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there's no contact. Frankly, we should have done better defensively. But we are quite poor at defending set pieces this season which is strange because it was one of our strengths yeah I don't remember it being like a problem before yeah and I think um, the the only issue that we really had is that once we got to that 80th minute mark we didn't really have anything on the bench that we could bring on to to shore things up, because we already had uh, Ki Sung Young and Hayden on the pitch, who are two spoiler midfielders. Unless we'd taken off, um, I don't know, unless we'd taken off Perez or Atsu for another central midfielder and played like a 4 3 2, but like deep. I don't know. I, I I couldn't see any other. We we don't have the strength and depth to, to no. make real changes from the pitch. I mean, I mean, we brought we took off Fabian Shah, who didn't have one of his best games, um, and we brought on Muto. But Muto did. He's not uh, a game changer. or doesn't no. seem to be yet. It's no. hard to see. Oh, I don't know. Give him another season, I suppose. See what happens. But it's not. Not sort of licking your lips at the prospect of what's going to happen with Muto, but then we've been here with plenty of players before. Like we'd written off Hayden before and Diarme. Yeah, yeah. You never um, know. Uh, and oh, I there thought, was the injury to Salah, which yeah, it's, it's mainly want to talk about because did you see the Rob Elliott stuff on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> like I've heard of it, but I haven't like. Rob Elliott was getting uh, death threats from a Liverpool fan who he was tweeting out and laughing about, which seems an odd, <laughs> odd way to do. For this guy messaging saying, I will find you and I will kill you if Liverpool lose. If Liverpool lose, you should run to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rob Elliott. Was yeah. he even on the bench? I don't even know if he... Uh, would he it would have been no, Darlow, no, wouldn't it? wasn't in the, even in the match day squad poor bloke he's booking he's his tickets sick. to Asia <laughs> the one place this man can't get him um, he uh, uh, one thing that I did want to mention is the um, the, the incredible uh, are they called TIFOs those huge huge banner 
that thing. Oh, was, yes. That I was, thought it was a surfer, or was that something else? No, I think a surfer is the one that they they start on one side and it, it surfs across the, the hands. You know, it's, it's, it's pushed across, whereas that one, because it was just lifted up and then put back down, I think they call it a TIFO, but oh. I, I don't know. The Geek Big Flag, that was, I mean, incredible work done by the, the, the Gallagher Flags. Is it Gallagher Flags who were doing it? Or these the Flags guys. Yes. They Didn't are, they go to Poland to get it or something? Yeah, and they had to get, like, DFDS were bizarre. It's weird when, like, a strange company pops up on your timeline quite a bit. Mm. The DFDS Seaways were popping up on my Twitter timeline quite a bit, saying, oh, you know, really ple- proud to be bringing this back to Newcastle, all that kind of stuff. But it, just those guys deserve an incredible amount of credit. They should be really proud of themselves. And should they continue that work into the future, um, which I think will depend on what happens in the, in the summer window. Yes. Um, I would, you know, I, I, I contribute where and when I can. And I'd, fully advocate everybody else just just dipping your hand in your pocket for like a tenner it'll make a huge difference when you get to see displays like that and really showcase the club because you know it wasn't just the the local fans um retweeting videos and stuff like that it was getting retweeted across the world yeah it's a shame the club i mean the club seemed to help them out a bit by letting them in early but you'd think the amount it costs to get the flags done. Maybe the club should be stumping up a bit. I feel a bit bad, like I've given money to them before, but I feel a bit bad giving money to them over like charities helping dying children. <laughs> yeah, but dying children are depressing, whereas a nice big flag, that's, true. Uh, that's, that's, that's really nice. Maybe if these kiddies um, made more flags, we'd all... <laughs> we'll be backing them to the hilt. But I think I think you're right. If, if the club had anything about them, what they would say is, "Oh, we will for every two pound you put it, you get, we'll put in a pound or whatever." Yeah. You know, if they chip in, I mean, frankly, they should say, "Whatever you make, we'll match it." Um, because we could have, you know, world class um, flags, flags. <laughs> yeah, not, not it, players. It, it like that, that sentence started proudly, but then just yeah. collapsed under its own To be fair, point. it's the only thing we're sort of in the top, I mean, in the upper echelons in the league at. If there was I a league of flags, we would be, I don't yeah. think it'd be even a contest going into the final weekend. I think we'd already have picked up the trophy yeah. a few weeks ago. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to um, get to the stage where there's clappers being handed out or pyro before the... The unveiling of uh, no, they're a very different thing. I think the flags are they're very organic. different to like yeah, it's not enforced atmosphere or like artificial atmosphere like those clappers. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, th- I think we can come away from that because there was a lot made beforehand about Benitez. You know, is he going to ro- ro- you know roll over and has have his uh, tummy tickled? Is he going to throw one in the back of the net for for his old team? I tell you what, there isn't a player who was on that pitch who didn't give it their all. They were they were busting a gut all game. I think that a few people like I think Lascelles had a poor game. I yeah, not his not even his first, second, or third of the season. No. He had quite a few. And you wonder why? Because he was so assured last season. Yeah, um, and he, there was talk about him being on the fringes of the England squad, but now he. He looks error-prone, and I don't know whether that's because we're now playing with a back three and maybe he doesn't really understand the role as He's well. He's kind of seemed fine in that. You sort of wonder if it's... Some players talk about being unsettled by the situation around not knowing who they're going to sign, if the team's trying to improve, mm. and if Rafa's staying. So it could be a bit to do with that as well, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. he just doesn't want to... Maybe he doesn't want to be around for much longer, or maybe he's just not as good as we hoped he is. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think we could go for a um, a break, and when we get back, we could talk about the players that we think would still be here next season, because I think the ones yes. that are away, we can also touch on. But There's I think, a lot to discuss in that. Yeah. 
So we will do that now and we'll be back with you after these messages. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello, welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. I'm still here, hopefully, with Dave Watson. Hello. Nah, I'm only messing. Oh, thought we'd lost you. <laughs> <laughs> Simple fucking things. Um, so I wanted to talk, because I know a lot of people want to talk about who's going to come in and who's going to leave, but I think it's important that we recognise the players that are likely to stay. Yes. I don't know if you saw, there's a very good Twitter account, NUFC360. They sent a, a tweet out earlier, which sort of terrified me. Players with an uncertain future at NUFC. And I'll read the list out. It's more frightening by the length of it rather than all the names in there. But Elliot, Woodman, Darlow, Clark, Ritchie, Barreca, Kennedy, Lazar, Diame, Shelby, Hayden, Colback, Murphy, Ahrens, Perez, Rondon, Hosselu, Gale. Blimey. And it's hard to argue with, I think most of them will go. I've, I don't know. Like I'm going to pull up that list so that I can see it again. Because there were, there were a lot of names on there. I think Elliot, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's likely just because he's... He's nowhere near the first team anymore. Um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if Darlow was replaced at second place. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of those were to leave. Woodman, I'm not so sure because he's still young. So if he were to go, I'd expect him to be going on loan. rather. Well, than he's not happy because he's not been allowed out on loan for the last season or two. I, which I, I think, think is just... why Newcastle haven't managed his career well. So I think... I think he's, yeah. or his, I don't know where his dad is now. Is he at Arsenal? Or? I, I, he was I at Charlton. But um, he was, he's been angling for a move for a while. Darlow, yeah. I think, either stays at number two or we get a different number two in. Yeah. Um, Clark, he's, he did a job in the, in the uh, championship. You know, he's one of our best defenders in the championship. I think he's been kind of reliable when he's been called upon in the Premier League but he's he's nowhere near the first first three I mean we're playing with three centre defenders and he's not in the first what no he's five. a handy squad player though he's he's had some good goals this season as well this is the thing when you talk about Clark's one of those ones where you just think that's what a squad player is someone you yeah. don't want in the first team he's happy to be on the fringes but when they come in isn't significantly worse than the others. Yeah. I'd be happy um, to keep Clark. Yeah, with, with Matt Ritchie... I, Ritchie wants to go. Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's enjoyed his time at Newcastle. Um, but he misses the uh, the call of the Highlands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at, at Celtic. You know, that, that kind of move would be good for him. Where but... was he linked with recently, wasn't it? It wasn't Brighton, was it? I don't know. I've, I haven't seen a, a link linking him away. Um, but if he were to go, you know, obviously every single one of this comes with a caveat that they need to be replaced because there's so many bodies potentially going out the door. You need to replace them with something other than the kids. So Rich is a tricky go, one to replace as well, because the effort he puts in is sort of a a watermark for the rest of the team of like, this is what you have to do. Yeah. And, and I've not got shows, many of them. Yeah. And I think that shows, um, on the training ground as well. I think he demands a lot from, mm. from the other players on the, on the training ground. Um, he's, he's been a revelation at left wing back. Yeah. He shouldn't be starting every week, but again, he'd be a good squad player starting every other game. Yeah. Uh, Bereka, uh, he can go if he likes. He, sure. he's first name on the team sheet for me. Bereka. <laughs> Since he's uh, come in. Uh, Kennedy can do one. Yeah. Lazar uh, can go. Chef Wednesday are going to buy him, aren't they, I think? Good. Um, we'll not get a lot of money from for him. Uh, Diame, he's like Clark. You know, he did a, he did a job when he's been when he's been asked to. He's done a job, um, but he shouldn't be 
in the first team squad for a Premier League outfit now. His legs have gone, like I said, that they would. Uh, he'll go with a thank you very much from the Newcastle fans. Still, I think, do you always... think he'll go to Turkey or to China? That seems <laughs> yeah. to be the big... One of those two. He'll always be remembered for that ridiculous goal he scored against Brighton in, yeah. the, in the Championship. Uh, Shelby... Going, uh, I think. He's got to go. He's, he's not in the first team um, plans that Benitez has. Problem um, is, though, if you're losing Diame and maybe Hayden, then yeah, we're not going to have many central midfielders. Basically, we've one that isn't on with... this list is Key, and he's is he's no, he's got a year left on his contract. I think hasn't yeah, he? So, yeah. yeah, he'll be around. But King and Longstaff, they're decent centre midfielders. Um, Should to make sure are... neither of them gets injured at any point during a 38-game season. <laughs> well, I, th- I think a lot of the rumours are about the players that we've been looking at and a lot of the players mentioned are central midfielders. So I think that's definitely an area that we're looking to strengthen and strengthen, not just replace bodies. And I think we can do better than Diame. Hayden's done well. He really has. He's turned, you know, he's changed my opinion of him. Um, but he wants to go and he wants to go for you know, reasonable reasons. You know, he's not he's not chasing a big move that mm. won't pan out. He just he wants to be near his family and, you know, fair play to him. I think even though I told him to fuck off. I think the problem is we we won't sell him on the cheap. I would not be surprised if the start of next season Hayden was still with us against his will, maybe on strike or something, because we'd turn down eighteen million for him. Maybe. again it depends how much control the manager has over the transfers and whether that manager's still Rafa Benitez because I think Benitez is the kind of man who who would make as much effort as possible to sort out a transfer for a player who wants to go for the right reasons. You know, he's not he's not going on strike because Arsenal haven't come in for him yet or anything like that. He wants to go because he wants to be near his family and Benitez is a is an honourable man. So um you know. Uh Jack Colback uh, can go, yeah. um, not miss him. Murphy, he hasn't done anything to make me think that we made a mistake by loaning him out. Uh, no, the hasn't... fact he's not really pulled up any trees in the championship makes you yeah. think we've not we've signed a a dud there. Yeah, so yeah, Murphy can go. I I, I wouldn't expect to see the money back that we spent on him. No, um, no way. Even no. though he's young in English, he just hasn't. He, he looks like he's stagnated. Him and his brother, to be fair. Um, Rolando Ahrens is. <laughs> he's at Chef Wednesday at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, and we forget that he even exists. So, no great loss. It's just more people out the door. Perez, I'm going to miss, with Ahrens, I'm going to miss the pre season articles every year in the Chronicle of is this finally the year when Ahrens <laughs> comes up? <laughs> I think Aaron's I should still dear. write them even yeah. when he's gone. So I interrupted Aaron's you when you were saying dear. about Perez. Uh, I'd be really disappointed if Ayose Perez were to leave for anything less than 30 million quid. Mm. I, that's that's a huge amount of money for a player of his stature in the game, but he is vital to the way that uh, Benitez has us playing. He's consistently been one of our top goal scorers, consistently been top one scorer of our two most... seasons in a row. Yeah. And he's consistently one of our most I don't know, dangerous players. He often scores goals in tight games where it doesn't look like we're gonna make a breakthrough. He often scores goals that are important because they're in crunch games. I, I think he's a great little player and you know he's not he's not as technically gifted as as some other players that we've had, but he's he works fucking hard and he yeah I, I'll be really sad to yeah. see him go and I hope that if he does we get a lot of money because it'll cost a lot of money to try and replace him. He's been making a lot of noises about like choosing where he is next season. So it's and his people are apparently touting him around Italy and Spain. Yeah, so I wouldn't be too surprised. The problem with Perez is I think we rate him less than fans of other teams do. Yeah. Like fans yeah, of yeah. other teams quite often say about worrying about Perez. I think as we see 
the negative sides more and when he does lose the ball we don't realize what we've got but if you look at the the stats from him like double figures pretty much every season mm. at the moment a good creator best. if you want to buy in someone 25 years old who will give you that sort of return you're not going to yeah. pay you're not going to get that unless you're no. very lucky for under 30 million and- and he's also one of the best, consistently one of the best forwards on the defensive side of things in terms of interceptions, tackles, pressure. He, he's always he's always up there. Yeah. And the way that the game's going, where uh, a high press is an important facet of of teams up and down the league. Yeah, he he could be very very good for a team like if he if he would move to Everton, which I wouldn't bet against. You know, a team of that stature going coming in for Iose Perez, he would flourish in, in a side that that operates. Haven't Everton already got fifteen number tens though? Sure, but you know, but I know what you mean. Might work. Yeah, uh, West Ham sort of thing as well. I could see him doing well there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham too. Um, Rondon, I want to. I want him to sign permanently. Yeah. The only way he's going to do that is if Benitez has. Um, sufficient control um, and also I think if West Brom don't get promoted I think if, if West Brom stay down Benitez is in control I think we'll sign Rondon for 16 million if they come up I can't see mm. I think Ashley will say look you can sign a 29 year old but I'm not spending 21 million on him the, the annoying thing is like the talk about Rondon the talk about Perez are so linked. You look at Perez last summer, you're mm. not saying 20 or 30 million is what it'll take to buy him, but because he's been playing alongside Rondon for a season, he's, his value has shot up and the value of a lot of players has shot up because of what Rondon brings to the team. Yeah. So it's so frustrating also, that we won't sign Rondon for financial reasons because yeah. of his age. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think also you look at... Um, that which we're getting out of Rondon is because we're playing with with um, attacking midfielders like Almiron and Perez, who can who not only you know feed off his scraps, but also pull defenders uh, here, there, and everywhere. Meaning that Rondon's not up against two centre halves or mm. a centre half with a full back covering behind in case Rondon flicks the ball on. You know, he's 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 under less pressure because of those two do a lot of legwork. So you sign Rondon, you gotta keep somebody like Perez, even if it's Almiron plus another grafting uh, attacking midfielder who's yeah. maybe got a bit more about him, but you you've got to keep them try and keep them all. Um the last two is Hosslu and Gale, who I think we can all agree are not Premier League strikers. Yes, part of me still hopes Gale is, but I just... <laughs> I just he has I his just... moments. He's very good at the high-pressing you're talking about. I think that's about it. But I don't think he can play either side of the front man. I think he has to be up on his own. And yeah. he's not good enough. Or he's not, an all-round, he's not enough of an all-rounder to do that. No. And I think he's busy, but I don't think he's intelligent. So when you see players like Almiron and Perez press a player, they don't just chase down every ball. They they chase intelligently. Yeah. To force a mistake. So I wanted so to that's talk about eighteen the players. players. Yeah. Yeah. Who's left? Um, well, this is what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Fabian Shah, arguably our best player this season. I think he if we can get, you know, if we can keep hold of him for another season or two, I think we've got a real, really good um, centre half on our hands. I yes. Think, yeah, he adds loads. Florian Lejeune in the same bracket. They're both 27 years old. They both look composed on the ball. Question marks over Lejeune's injuries, like are they recurring because he's unlucky, or are they recurring because there's, you know, he's not training right or whatever. Um, then you're looking at Lascelles, 25-year-old centre-half, should be improving. Hopefully he will. Maybe this has just been a dodgy season for him. Longstaff, 21-year-old, could be... like. Let's not we forget Dummett as well. 
Oh yeah, Paul Dummett, 27 again. Um, it's a good age for, for your back line, you know, uh, mid to late 20s. They're still physical, but they've got a bit of experience about them. Um, I'd rather Dummett wasn't first choice left back or centre. I like left. him left of a central three, though. I think he's he's done well yeah, there. He's he's fine there. Um, I want to yeah, Sean Longstaff. I hope we're not hyping up too much, but could be the future of the the midfield. Of Europe. Yep. <laughs> um, Almiron obviously going to be there um, for at least another six months because he can't sign for anybody else in that yeah, time. Atsu um, probably stay as well. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody came in for Atsu and we left him go if, again, if Benitez has control and if he knows who he's getting in to replace him because um, he's around the first team but he he wouldn't play if Almiron and Perez are both fit and mm. playing. So would you keep him or would you try and cash in on him? Um, well, our ability to sign players is so shite shit. that yeah. we're going to go into pre-season games with not enough outfield players if we're not careful. True. Uh, then you've got Federico Fernandez, squad centre-half, does a job, mm. nice and tidy, ahead of Kieran Clark. I think let's just go through with... where the gaps would be. That might be, otherwise we're going to go through a whole squad list. Okay. And I know you love lists and I do and love a list. But I mean the most left the back most we definitely need. Centre back yeah. we feel okay at. Right back yep. I would argue neither of our current ones are good enough. Yep. But I don't mind Mankio as backup. Yedlin is okay attacking, but I don't think he's good enough. Centre mid we're gonna need at least two new ones. Two right new bodies, winger yeah. Or right side of a front three, however you want to think of it, we need at least one more. Arguably the same on the left, and at least two strikers. Yeah, so you're talking what? Two, four, six. And you see these stories saying points. Rafa Benitez might get £50 million in the summer. Well, this it's is interesting because. It's not going to cover anything. <laughs> it's interesting because what, what Charnley said is that the, you know, the amount of money that we get in minus our costs, that's what Benitez can spend. And what that equates to is that's about... Not true. 50... No, it's not that's true. It's just not but... true, Dick. <laughs> but it's like 50, 60 million quid. Don't, le- don't legitimise it by, analysis, I'm not by legit- analysing it as if it's a fact. <laughs> it's not true. So Charlie said about 50 to 60 million pounds is what they they reckon that they'll have after costs which yeah is bollocks they've got a lot more money than that but never mind the fact is 50 to 60 million pounds oh hang on guess what that was what been alarm been alarm yeah it's been, been a while, a while. <laughs> <laughs> um so 50 to 60 million pounds for the um from the club plus whatever we make in transfers now if we're selling 18 million pounds worth of talent or are releasing eighteen million pound play, eighteen million pound, uh, eighteen players. You've heard eighteen players and eighteen million pounds worth of talent doesn't feel too wide of the mark for the <laughs> list we've gone through. Oh, do you get good money for sort of Shelby and Hayden? Yeah, Shelby Hayden. Um, you'd expect some decent money for uh, Dwight Gale. He'll still command a decent fee. Matt Ritchie, if he were to go, would command a decent fee, even at even at his age. You've got all these players who you can sell for, conservatively, 50 million quid. Yes, but they all need upgrading, so to replace them with anything higher quality, I mean, obviously you find bargains in some places, but you'll be looking at 70 million just to replace them, and then you've still got the gaps that we need. Well, if you... so, so a lot of the players that we've looked at, like Henri Saive and um, Ahrens and Lazar and Colback and Murphy, Gale, they're not at the club. There's six players there who some of them will get north of £10 million. Some of them we probably just release. Yeah. So you've got, you've got like 15, 20 million quid for, for players who aren't at the club. Then you've got the players who are at the club who will command a greater amount of money because they're doing better than their, their um, compatriots. So you've got, you have got money to, to move around. And also, 
we might sell a player for a lot more than than we were expecting. Like Hayden could go for twenty million quid, for example. I don't think he will, but you know, it, it's possible, and all that adds up. So it isn't unreasonable to suggest that Rafa Benitez could have a hundred million pound to spend in the summer window if the owner sticks to his word. That is all logically true, but the if at the end is, is doing a lot is the one that is never met. Yeah. Like the owner's so word is not being kept on the matter of transfers at any window. Just to segue away segue from the, the owner, um I don't know if you saw there was a piece in the um the, the Chronicle about uh, a Mexican group who yes. are, look, are looking to, to to buy a club outside of Mexico. Um, they bought a, a top flight Mexican side. As in not in Mexico, not just outside Mexico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to be very disappointed. Um, in the time that they've... Since 2013, uh, the club that they bought has lifted four league titles and a domestic cup and a new 100 million dollar stadium was built in 2008 um but it's so i hardly recommend anybody who's interested in that kind of interested in the potential new owners um or just the rumors about them have a look at the the chronicle page i'm, I'm hearing what you're saying dave but all that's going through my head is a way of fitting in the pun tack over <laughs> I'm going to be honest, the, the words are just, <laughs> they're they're just, just melting. It's just there. That was, uh, well done, you. Hey. Um, yeah, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll retweet the, the link from my page and um, uh, my Twitter account, and if, uh, Paul, you want to do it from the Newcastle one, because it just shows you how a football club could be run. Uh, yeah. They make a lot of... They make a lot of um, uh, they, they apply a lot of oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they put a lot of stock in not just um, profits and um, like keeping us as a going concern, you know, yeah. all that kind of tedious shit. It's about progress. It's about community. It's about um, value delivered off the um, off the balance sheet. It's all this kind of stuff that's really exciting for a football fan to hear. So even if you just want to punish yourself a bit, go and have a read of that because God. this group just sound really exciting. But anyway, do you want to talk to the uh, the fans? Yes, the fans, the listeners. Let's go the through fans. your what I like to call your content. <laughs> <laughs> right, what we got? Uh, I think as I said on our question, are we better than Barcelona because of our result against Liverpool compared to theirs, Robbo? says, no, didn't we lose 7-2 on aggregate? I mean, yeah, if you want to go by facts, but <laughs> why are we doing that? Uh, Christopher Janssen asks, how are the loaned-out players doing? From what um, I've seen, the Chef Wednesday ones have done all right. I think Aaron's and Lazar. Yeah. Colback's um, been fairly regular at Forest. Yeah, you've you've got um, like Henri Savez at Bursa Sport and... Uh, they're looking like they're going to go down. Um, they're um, three points from safety with three games to go, so it's not looking good for them. Um, you, you're talking about the Chef Wed lads. Well, uh, they played at home at QPR, but neither of our lot were in the squad. Um, so I don't know how they're doing, really. Mm, uh, West I think Brom, they definitely started well. In their loan careers, uh, but I've not really been following them that much lately. Um, the Dwight Gale and Jacob Murphy both played um, for, for West Brom against Derby. Um, Gale's been scoring, but he's not yeah. lit up the division in the way we thought he maybe well, he's would. Got, I mean, he's got 23 goals. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, you can tell I'm knowledgeable about the championship. <laughs> got, I'll be honest, I've got a fucking clue here. Uh, 23 is the same amount that he um, scored for us. Yeah, like I said, lit the league up. Yeah, uh, and Dan Barlazer, who we mentioned last week, uh, he um, he's playing for Accrington Stanley. Um, that's, that's as much as I know about uh, how his 
careers going. It's never but, a great sign, is it? No. Who are they? Dove. Yeah. Um, how is this supposed... Uh, sorry, AshleyOut.com asks, how is this supposed Ashley meeting going to go as a fly on the wall? So this is about Ashley and Benitez supposedly mm. meeting up. And then I was reading today that might not be happening. Of course not. So... Hopefully uh, I'll do something better than just go to a pizza restaurant. I predict they'll sit down, Benitez will ask for assurances, Mike Ashley will obfuscate and prevaricate. Vomit into a fireplace. <laughs> vomit into a fireplace. And then not give those assurances. Tell them to, like, you'll just straight bat them and say, that's something you need to talk to Lee Charnley about. And... I want you to stay. Um, I want this. You know, I want to grow the club. I want to. You know, I want us to be challenging for cups. Just see, like I think you from do. what from what you actually hear, though, Ashley seems quite malleable. If you get him on his own, I could see Benitez. It's sort of like when you hear about people going in to see Donald Trump and convincing him of things, like unlikely people having one-on-one <clears> on one <throat> meetings with Trump and changing his mind on issues. I think there's a bit of that to him. So I don't think yeah. it would be the worst thing for Rafa to have a one-on-one with him. I'd be surprised if it was one-on-one. I'd be like Lee Charney will be there snuffling about their boots, trying to, I don't know, get the crumbs. He's a horrible little worm oh. tongue. Um, ben Jackson yeah. said, uh, what past Newcastle legend would help the current team out most? Uh Duncan Ferguson would beat the shit out of Mike Ashley. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to look beyond Shearer, but Jimmy Nail <laughs> would bring um, refreshing music. On on the pitch, I would say we needed somebody like um, Rob Lee in the centre of the park. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. So the producer general. just showed me Spurs are now two all against Ajax. I don't know if you've seen. Shit. Yeah. Is that uh, they're at they're at the um, they're at Ajax. So currently it's three three two Ajax on aggregate. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Um, yeah, we asked, answered then. Jackson uh, Theo Penn asks, "Did we know why Naldo was this good when he was at Newcastle?" Uh, I think we. I thought. I think we all knew that he was a very good player. I think we were under the impression that he went missing in away games, which yeah. even at the start of his Liverpool career, he, he still wasn't um, performing in away games. It, it took him ages to score his first goal away from home. But yeah, he looks a, he looks a great player. It's amazing. One thing yeah, I do think about is where would we be now if we'd stayed up with him and Sissoko? Him and Sissoko, two players we sold that summer, both playing in the Champions League semi-finals this week. <laughs> yeah, and, and the not latter... looking well. Maybe Sissoko not at that level, but Wijnaldum doesn't look he out of place at that level. He was like, I don't know if you saw it. It was certainly like a a, a video that was shared quite a bit. Um, he was being pressed by three Barcelona players yes. and he turned them all it was beautiful to watch I think he's a lovely player to watch I really do um, you know, I like well, him as well I don't begrudge yeah, him not like sticking nice around in the championship yeah and I, I don't blame him for leaving because he's clearly better than the championship and he had to he had to suffer fucking Steve McLaren telling him what to do on the pitch when he clearly knows what he's doing on the pitch. Um, Seth, Seth, Seth uh, yeah, Stefan Hagen. Go for it. Great name, Seth, as well. Yeah. Uh, if these Napoli reports are to believe, does Ashley cash in on IOSA? Would you? I think we've covered it that I don't yeah. think Benitez would want him to go. And if he's in control, I don't think he'd let him go for anything less than a huge sum of money. Would I cash him? No. I really like him. I so wouldn't, no. but I think Ashley will. Yeah. I think he's off this summer. Um, Jake Sansom asks, which player deserves a nice, refreshing Watney's most after last weekend's performance? We're not sponsored by them anymore, so it's 
for me, Watney's now is a punishment of a drink. <laughs> I will not be associated with it. And if you drink Watney's, I'm going to cut you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I would say Trent Alexander Arnold deserves that punishment then. Cheating bastard. Um, London Magpie Group asks Were we victims of Premier League title race narrative v Liverpool? Mm, No, I think we were victims of. uh, I mean, the referee got the. Trent Alexander-Arnold handball decision correct and the linesman apart from got, the booking bit uh, yeah he should have got a yellow card but uh, and the, the linesman got the um, the Richie non-foul wrong yeah but in a way uh, I think uh, the title race side of it actually helped us you think we had yeah. nothing really to play for yeah and I also think I mean Maybe I'm trying to make myself part of a conversation I shouldn't be, but I think we might have helped them G themselves up for the Barcelona game. <laughs> really? So I think, I think we, that's our win. Yeah. I think that we can take credit for that because it was a it was a passionate performance, you know, a, a passionate atmosphere, um, which can get to some players. It was a constant press. I mean, we did concuss were, their best player and make him miss that game, but. But who's to say that they would have won if he uh, had he been playing? Hmm. Ah. Yeah, I'm Divock not sure Arigi. they'll be sending Divock. a card to thank us, though. <laughs> Divock Origi, Origi uh, scored twice, and he wouldn't have been playing had Mo Salah been playing. And they might, Barcelona might have taken the, the forward line more seriously. I did think after he scored against us, I was like, how the hell is Divock Origi scoring against us? And then he got two against Barcelona. <laughs> Very quickly <laughs> shut up after that. So, uh, uh, the secret snob says, mm-hmm. I'm off to a different natter tonight. Harry Redknapp at Sage Gateshead. Would he have been a good fit at Newcastle post Sir Bobby Robson? Dave? I, I don't, I don't know. Cause he was, he was very good at Spurs, but then he was awful at Portsmouth and he's a shady, shady character. And yes, he loves Sandra, but I don't think that's enough to get you off no. fraud. Allegedly. He seems a nicer man than I thought he was, but he did financially ruin almost every club he was at. <laughs> <laughs> so. And at that, like, post-Robson was still the Shepherd and Hall and Fletcher and all of that large S. He would have been the I, last thing they needed. Yeah, I, I think he would have absolutely bankrupted us. Um. Bedford Mag has one, two, three. Three questions. Three questions this time. Uh, how do you feel about the Scousers booing Suarez for cheating? Yet yeah, that's what they did against us. Uh, and that's that's what football, football fans, fans do, isn't it? Yeah. Like we, we we used to bitch and moan whenever any centre half would get physical with Alan Shearer, but we. Probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure we stood and applauded him when he kicked Neil Lennon in the face. Quite it's right, just, too. You know, quite right, too. Um, how many players do you think will be sold in the summer and who will we be left with? We sort of covered that. that. Yeah, um, lots and quite a few. Um, is Rafa still off or is there a surprise for us? 50 so 50, I think, for me. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm down to about 60 40 now. 60 stays or 60? All oh, right. 60 that he'll go. I'm still like erring on this side of caution. And what did you think of the new flag? I thought it was fucking brilliant. It was very good. I, at first, the first time I saw it, I didn't realize that the, the white amongst the black were names and it was only subsequently where I've seen like videos from underneath the flag and close-up shops of the flag that I realised that it's everybody who um, I think it's everybody who donated a certain amount or who donated at all got their name on the on the flag which I think uh-huh. a brilliant touch um, I thought it was excellent and they should be very proud and I think I've sucked enough cock there yes and finally, Andy Sheldon asks, should we be concerned at the lack of news either way about Rafa? It's it's what happens with Rafa and our board, really, isn't it? 
it's always going to be that way, I think. Yeah. I think it'll go down to the wire, but I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. Yeah. You just I... The annoying thing is, if it was any other board with a chairman who saw what was best for the club, we wouldn't be having this discussion at the minute. We'd yeah. have him signed up and we'd be preparing players oh. for next season. Yeah. But you can guarantee they're not even really thinking about who's coming in. No, 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 no. Because they're convinced that they will, um, well, they're convinced that he'll acquiesce to their demands. And I don't know if he will. I think that what we need to do, all that we can do as a fan base is what we showed on, on Saturday night and what we've been showing for the entire season is that we're fully behind him and we want him to stay. And if he does go, nobody will begrudge him it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's all the Twitter questions. Yeah. Very quickly, we've got Fulham away at the... Well, it's Sunday, isn't it? The final game this season. Yeah, we've. I was got... hoping to get down for it, but uh, yeah, the tickets are like rocking horse shit. Yeah, Fulham have. Didn't they lower? Didn't they open up the whole neutral end and then not because they were worried it's going to be a relegation battle, and then they opened it up again. But if you've got an away oh. ticket, it's thirty quid. If you've got a neutral ticket, it's sixty quid. Right. So they're they're going down with a final fleecing. Which is, yeah. which is nice. It's a shame. I like Craven Cottage. I'd like to have gone there this season. Yeah, I would. I would have loved to get down there, but um, I've got lots of stuff going on, so I can't. Um, <laughs> Fulham are in okay form and have been. They've been improving under Scott Parker, and they're three wins on the bounce. Um, you know, the. I think they've kept. Yeah, thirty-five percent of their points have come in the last four games, Jesus. <laughs> which is unreal. Uh, they've yeah. got um, they've scored four times and haven't conceded. Prior to that, they had nine losses in a row, scoring five and conceding twenty-three. Uh, um, seven of their eight wins have come at home. Uh, by contrast, we've only won three times on the road. We do have eight draws though. Um, so I'd fancy us to get at least a point if Perez is playing. Yeah, I think, not to be too optimistic, we'll shit them. <laughs> 4-1. him right up. Uh, the highest that we can possibly finish is 13th. The lowest is 15th. So, so it's I, all on. <laughs> it's all to play for. Yeah, I, I fancy a 1-1 draw and I would quite like... Um, Mitrovic red card. Yeah, I'd quite, I'd quite enjoy that because I, I like the lad, but he is a mad head. So yeah, one-one, uh, um, Mitrovic red card. That's what I'm going for. I'd be up for that. Yeah, and right. I think we are we are going to do a podcast after the Fulham game, aren't we? I believe so. Yes, not yes. literally right after, but next week, yeah. end of season one. So actually, if people want to send in their Players of the season, what else? Goal of the season, game yeah. of the season, moment of the season, player of the season. And send them to, is it at Newcastle? I should, I should be you in should some level know. prepared, shouldn't I, Dave? <laughs> yes, it's at Newcastle Matter. Yeah. Or you can send them to me, which is at this Dave, or you can send it to Paul, which is at P. Doolin. Don't, don't, don't feel you have to send it to me. Or you can send it to Fergus <laughs> I'm enough admin. Uh, which is, I think it's just at Fergus Craig, isn't it? Or you could send it to, who else could we annoy with that? What about Ben, ben van der Velde? Yeah. He, he hasn't been on the pod for a while. Yeah, send it to at Ben van der Velde. Yeah. That'll be confusing. <laughs> he will be confused. Right. Well, I'll leave you now before the what will become known as the Battle of Craven Cottage for the most important three points on offer it's a it's a nothing game but it's end of the season isn't it it's nice to have a nothing game on the last day well i tell you what as as good as the atmosphere was on saturday because of booze i can only imagine the atmosphere is going to be even better yeah there's loads of people going down a boat on the thames 
did you did you do that with me last time? With, like, no, the I think me and Fergus got uh, there another way and met you in a pub by the Thames. I had a great day out. Two pints in the Blackfriars, jump on the boat, have a couple of bottles of beer on the boat, jump out, go to the Bricklayer's Arm, have another couple of pints there, get to the ground, can't see what's going on in front of you. And then you stabbed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> then I stabbed the guy. You were really yeah. bad company. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was but, good. We'll full them again, Dave. We'll full them again, don't worry. No, we best do. Right, well, on that bombshell, and with Dave's bin alarm ringing loudly in the background, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to you, Dave Watson. Cheers again, Paul. And thank you to you, the Natter listeners. Goodbye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.